You're listening to the John Stapleton Podcast. Today's question is from a guy named Benjamin from Cora, and here is his question. Um, Christians in Matthew 7, verse 22, are these people who have prophesied in the name of Christ, cast out demons in the name of Christ, and done many mighty works in the name of Christ, are these people of faith? Does iniquity mean lawlessness in Greek in Matthew 7, 23? So to fully understand his question, let's read the passage and then I'll, I'll dive into the answer. Here's the words of Jesus from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, uh, did we not prophesy in your name and drive out demons in your name and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So his question is, are these people saved? Are these people um, people that may have potentially been saved, but they were self-deceived and, and they get to the, the last day, the judgment day, and Jesus rejects them? Um, is it possible to fool yourself into thinking that you are a Christian when you're not? So here's what I'll lay out. Um, within the context of Matthew 7, uh, Jesus is distinguishing between the true disciples and the false disciples. And these false disciples are self-deceived. So it's kind of a yes and no. Like they're, they're convinced that they are Jesus followers when they really are frauds. And if you look at the rest of chapter 7, you know, Jesus already drew a line in the sand, if, if you will, um, when he tells us that there is a good and a bad way to judge. Um, he tells us not to give holy things to, quote, dogs. Uh, that's a very judgmental phrase. Some would even call it a slur. It's a, it's a term referring to people who are not Jews. And then he tells people that if they knock, they're going to get in, but the gate is narrow and and, and the path that leads to life is narrow. And there's also a wide path and a wide gate. So we choose which gate we go through. And, and the narrow gate, the gate to life, is the harder one to get through. And few people choose it. And then next up, he talks about true and false prophets. And how we're going to know them by the outcome of their life. Prophets are a little tricky because they say a lot of things, um, often about the future, and you wonder, I don't have tomorrow's newspaper. How do I know if that's true? There's a verse, I believe in Deuteronomy, where God says, you're going to know whether a prophet is true or not by if what they said, you know, if what they said comes to pass. That's how you'll know. And Jesus here says, you're also going to know them by the outcome of their life. Jesus says in another place, I believe it's Matthew 11 and Luke 7, he says, wisdom is justified by her children. Wisdom is justified by its results. That's what he's saying. And often there are false prophets uh, who come along and they prophesy, quote unquote, they prophesy in the name of the Lord. Uh, and you follow them for another year or two. And it's like, wow, they have completely fallen off the deep end. Like they have 
they've deconstructed, they've apostatized, they're um, they've joined uh, the Methodist Church. Like they just, they're gone. They're gone, and um, and and that's what Jesus t- is talking about: the outcome of their life. And so, certainly, the worst deception is thinking that you know Jesus when you don't. And the passage is not saying so. Let me let me make this clear. I I I taught this passage about three four years ago. It was my most popular video on YouTube, and uh, I didn't get it quite right. And I want to get it right today. The passage is not talking about people who are saved. If you're saved, you know that you're saved, and there's no doubt that where you stand with God. We have assurance before him. This is what the book of 1 John is all about. So you don't have to doubt this if you are saved. But listen, if you know you are compromising, if you know there is unrepentant sin in your life, if you know there is stuff in your closet, so to speak, um, you have reason to doubt, and, and if you doubt, you don't have full assurance. And if you don't have full assurance, you should be scared, and you should really consider repenting and truly being a disciple of Jesus. Now, to answer the, the, the second part of this question, because it's a two-part question, um, what does the word iniquity mean? Interesting. So the, the Greek word, I'm probably going to butcher this, ergazomai, ergazomai means to work. And it's a neutral term. It could mean good work or bad work. Um, to get a, a sense of, of this word and what it means in the context of the Gospel of Matthew, I want to share with you three other times that this word, this Greek word, is used in our, um, in our English translation. And I'm reading from the NIV today, if I haven't said that already. Um, here's Matthew 21, 28. Jesus says, what do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. That's a good thing. If he follows his instruction, his father's instruction, goes out to the vineyard to work. That's a good thing. That's good work. What about Matthew 25, 16? The man who had received the five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work. He invested it. That's a good thing. And gained five bags more. Last one, Matthew 26, 10. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done, this is the word, she has done a beautiful thing to me. Good work. So this word, evildoers, it's translated evildoers because in the context, there are the workers of righteousness and the workers of lawlessness. And it's interesting because this word is translated different ways in our English translations. We have um, you who practice lawlessness, you workers of lawlessness, you lawbreakers, you evildoers, uh, or you who break God's laws. Um, this is uh, this is someone who is not following Jesus, but they're following themselves and they're putting Jesus' name on their life as a way to feel validated in their rebellion. And so at the end, Jesus comes, you know, th- that person goes to judgment day and Jesus says, I don't know you. You did your own thing the whole time. I was not the Lord of your life. I was not the Lord of, of your life. You are. And so my question to you is, do you have a relationship with Jesus? If you have a relationship with Jesus, 
you also have assurance. If your relationship with Jesus is rocky, you may not have as much assurance. And if you are a wolf in sheep's clothing, don't be assured of anything but this. There's a judgment day coming and you're going to hell. So repent while there's time. That's the question for today. Thanks for that. If you have another question, I'm on Cora. You can find me by the name John Stapleton and uh, or the John Stapleton podcast and put a question there or a comment on this video. Uh, I look at a bunch of stuff. I'll see you next time. God bless.